Who's the furthest? Like from distance wise? Yeah. <laughs> well who's, who's the furthest it? from whom? I think John from Aaron. Mm, yeah, probably. Probably. Collapse travels slower in Delaware. Yeah, that's what I was it's thinking. It's got to go uphill like from here to, to <laughs> you guys. I was going to say furthest as in, like, I'm the furthest in time. <laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> slow down. No, that's Aaron. I can't. I can't. East right. to west. Oh. Yeah. Brady is the farthest east. Yeah. Brady would be. Yeah. Or the farthest west, so. Are we talking about a round globe or a uh, flat? Flat Earth, Earth all the way. Okay. Either way. Obviously. I don't know. That round we, stuff is kind so of nuts. On, on a flat Earth, the time zones are like completely made up then, right? Like it's the same time everywhere? Isn't that how that should work? If it's just one big flat? I mean, the sun still has to go right to left, Aaron. Ugh. <laughs> And then it's like Pac-Man. It just comes back on the other side. <laughs> it goes out. It warps. It does the warp tunnel. How does that work in the warp crazy tunnel. theory? Warp tunnel. Yeah, yeah oh, of course. Warp tunnel. Pac- Pac-Man style. It just appears Pac-Man. on the other side. Uh-huh. So it goes from completely dark to immediately bright. <laughs> if you're the farthest east on the of flat course. Earth. Of yeah. course. We're flying along, cherries pop up and little fruits and get those for extra points. Once you get all the dots, you can land. Welcome everyone to the Bottle Fuchsia cast number 43. We are Bottle Fuchsia. You can find all of our content at bottledfuchsia.com. We do some streaming sometimes at twitch.tv slash bottledfuchsia and mixer.com slash bottledfuchsia. Videos and archives of the streams at youtube.com slash bottledfuchsia. Facebook and Twitter at bottledfuchsia. That's a lot of bottledfuchsia. <laughs> and I guess tonight we're the flat earth experts, right? <laughs> Clearly, yes. On the Bottle Fuchsia cast tonight, we have Kay. Hello. Aaron. Hey. Nanners. Hi. Brady. Hello. And I am John. So hopefully everyone listened to our very helpful (laughs) answers podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Where we answered all of life's important questions. Well, it was good after 41 podcasts to finally let people ask us, like, who the hell are you yeah. and where did you come from? <laughs> I don't think we answered any of those sort of questions, though. Yeah, so. nobody, yeah. True. nobody asked. They just know. <laughs> okay, I will start with you. It's been a month since we talked about games. Yeah. What have you been this is true. playing? Um, so I mostly have been playing uh, the Crash Bandicoot uh remaster um the insane trilogy yep i'm pausing because i don't really remember the name just like the the new crash bandicoot that they remastered yeah it was like n dash sane yeah okay trilogy um because as the legend goes um i i had an atari as a child i skipped a whole lot of generations of consoles and moved right into a PlayStation. So the Crash Bandicoot games are other than the Wolfenstein games are probably like what is closest to me in terms of like childhood nostalgia, like things I things I played a lot as a kid. But mascot platformer. Yeah. Um but I I, I was I was 13, um, so it wasn't like a young kid, but whatever. Um, and the games, the, the, the new Crash Bandicoots look very, very pretty. Um, I was actually, I 
didn't realize it was such a remaster. Like, I thought it was just going to be sort of like a collection and a re-release. But, like, they redid everything. Like, the textures and, and the art, all redone. Um, the one really nice thing in um, Crash Bandicoot 1, which I probably played the least of, is that you... In the original game, you could only save, like, after, kind of at random points. Like, after beating so many levels or something, you couldn't just save any time. And they mm. changed that now. So, it automatically saves after you beat a level, which is, like, a godsend. Because, like, I remember playing some things, like, forever and ever and ever. And then you'd get to, like, the next level. And the next level would be a bitch. And there was no way to skip you know, a level or something. Um, games are, they're, they're not, they're not easy. Like, I think we've talked on the podcast before about like, we all just had so much more patience as a kid or just really didn't have any other games. And we're like, well, this is fine. I will play my one game over and over again. And it doesn't matter that I died 50 times because this is my one game. And Yeah. Well, that's the controversy with this re-release is that everybody's saying it's harder than the original games were and it had something to do with the way they rebuilt it. I guess the collision detection's a little different now, a little more precise, I guess, mm. that made it harder. Mm. Is, is that not something you're noticing? Um, I, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I don't remember being like super good at the games. I remember like the old games being fairly challenging for me. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a as a gamer that, you know, the Crash Bandicoot games are really challenging, but like You were thirteen. Yeah. So, like okay. I don't I don't remember them being like a cakewalk, but I remember them being like a fun challenge and, you know, having to try certain things like again and again, but I I definitely have died um very often in these in these and I I went on and played two and three. Um and uh I kind of thought that I've just like have been getting lazy in a way with like my gaming. Like you kind of get used to um, uh, a certain level of game where like you, you kind of know like how far you can jump or something and then you switch to a different game and the mechanics are just that little bit of different. Yep. Or um, you play like I know Crash Bandicoot 3, I think the other ones do as well. You get um, power ups as you progress through the game, like you get a double jump or something. And so I kind of remember playing through a lot of the game with double jump and I have a reflex to like hit the, hit the button twice to double jump and I don't have that ability yet. And so like the first couple beginning games sort of suck because I just don't have that skill. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of games like that, that tempt you into doing something and you'll spend like two hours doing that when if you just waited until end game and be like oh i could just walk up and get this yeah like easily yeah it's like no i see it i need I it need, right now yeah like i need i need to collect all the boxes in my first run through and it's not it should just <laughs> run through complete the levels get the upgrades come back and then try for like the bonus collect all the things yeah Yeah, I remember reading that people thought this game was harder because the jumping was slightly off from what, like, they remembered. That's, I mean, that's, like, a weird thing, like, from what you remembered. So if I played this game when I'm 13 and I'm something now, like, this game came out, what, <laughs> 20 years ago? Like, I don't... Well, clearly now you need to go get the original and play that and compare, and compare the two it directly. yeah, yeah. At least on an original nintendo and get your crt tv out not a nintendo <laughs> playstation yeah yeah it was a playstation yep one of the um uh one of the like the little loading screen things has said like go old school use the directional buttons i was like oh god no. yeah <laughs> like oh i i still do that in modern games <laughs> Wherever I can get away with the D-pad, I'll still do that. Most 2D games I play with the D-pad. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's like a 3D platformer. <laughs> yeah, I would use the analog stick for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 
think I made it through all of PS1 without an analog controller. Really? Oh so no Ape Escape That's for you? Yeah, I think so. I think I had like two normal controllers and like two Nyko controllers or something and none of them had the analog sticks. Impressive. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think well no, by by the end I, of that generation I thought most things were trying to use it. Yeah, you didn't have yeah. to though. I think I just managed mm. to get games that didn't need it, I guess. So, mm. What about you, Aaron? What have you been up to? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we, we've we done this part of the uh, podcast. Um, Splatoon 2, I've, I, I get a couple of rounds in, usually every night before bed. I've uh, been playing PUBG with you guys uh, a little bit. That's always fun. Um, Sonic Mania is fantastic. Uh, the game I'm going to deep dive on is a game called Localhost, which uh, I believe um, uh, it was either Kotaku or Polygon. I, I can never remember which. Uh, they ran a, a feature on it, and it's uh, an indie game. Um, it's actually, I, I guess, over on uh, Itch.io. Um, basically, you're rolling it. it it's, it's just basically uh, clicking through dialogue uh, selections the entire time. Uh, but the premise is uh, your job is to wipe um, hard drives that were used in uh, artificial intelligence, like helper robots, and uh, your the only screen you have is just a like a workbench where there's like this kind of half dismantled, uh, you know, uh, AI robot, and uh, you're clicking through drives to load them in, and as you load them in, like the AIs on there are talking to you, and you're talking back to them, uh, and it's a really interesting you know setup and premise. Uh, as soon as you start talking to one, like they're they realize that they're not in the correct you know body or, or piece of network gear where they're supposed to be. Uh, they start asking you or or rather talking about another AI that they knew that was on the network, and they think it's uh, they're in that AI's body now. And the whole thing is supposed to be morally challenging. Like as you talk to the AIs, it's like I I really shouldn't be wiping these drives. Like it, it's kind of kind of wrong. Um, but each of the four drives has kind of a distinct personality to it. The problem I ran into with it was as I was talking to them and swapping out the drives, uh, when I put them back in, they'd sort of talk differently and it kind of lost me at one point. So whereas it seemed like at first I was trying to locate this one specific AI and, uh, tell the other drives what was going on with it. Uh, I'd put the other drives back in and they'd suddenly be talking like they didn't really care or didn't really know anymore. Uh, there was one drive that claims that it's the uploaded conscious of a uh, actual human being that was dying. Um, it's it's interesting. It just kind of lost me at one point. I want to play it again and choose some different dialogue options. Um, but basically, at, at some point, you get the option to either wipe the drives or not wipe the drives and try to uh, claim that they're broken and, and hide them from your boss. Um, I like the concept. I, I just uh, it kind of lost me at one point on my on my first playthrough. Is there any option to just do your job and you just wipe all four immediately and you're done? You can, yeah. <laughs> on your first, uh, pop those drives in and and you do get that option early. Uh, I didn't try that. I I was tempted to on my first playthrough, just like just wipe them all and see what happens, but I didn't. So I I, I want to go back and and try some different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that was on uh, localhost on itch.io. Localhost, it, itch.io, PC. Um, I think it was like five bucks. Wait, something costs money on that site? Uh, yeah, not everything's free there. Uh, what? Sometimes people do actual releases through it. I I bought one other game through, uh, that site uh, a couple months ago. It was a, just a puzzle platformer, but at least they're usually cheap. I mean, charging money for your game is fine. It's just I didn't realize that website did that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it's set up in a. I, I forget what the actual URL is for. If I think it's set up where you get like kind of a custom URL off of it, and then you, uh, you can charge for the game and, and whatnot. You can do it a bit different than the the general release area. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds and, interesting. I'm trying. What was the Emily is away? Yeah, Emily like is away. Kind of what it reminds me of, or mm -hmm. just like 
just all dialogue and kind of picking responses, but picking your way through a conversation in a certain way. Like, yeah. But I felt like Emily's way was a little more structured and it seemed like the uh, uh, conversations were a little more planned out. Uh, but again, I, I want to play through this again and see what else I'm missing. About how long was the playthrough? Um, well, I, I left it for a while, but uh, like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. It really wasn't that long. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, the Destiny 2 uh, PC beta, but I figure we'll talk about that in depth with one of one of you <laughs> other guys that have been playing it. I mean, we can just get into it now if you want. Let's do it. The rest of us have played it. Well, uh, the rest of us had finally played it on PC after John played it at E3 on PC. (laughs) The correct console. (laughs) Yeah, he he already Mm -hmm. knew how good it was going to be. I was really excited for it. And as soon as I loaded in the first seconds of that, that first, you know, mission, like just I moved the mouse around. I took a couple of steps. I was like, this is immediately better than any... Any Destiny I, I played on the Xbox at all. Just, yep. It's so it looks so much better. It's so much more fluid. Uh, aiming, uh, moving, shooting, uh, everything is so much better with the mouse and keyboard. As I put it yesterday, I feel like I'm doing way cooler Guardian shit. Like yep. just running, gunning, floating, shooting midair. Yep. Just, I mean, I'm sure there are people who can do that with a controller, but I sure couldn't do it. No. Uh, so it just... It just feels better. Yes. I, I was super good at getting stuck on walls in the environment with the controller, and this is this is way better. Yep. So we've uh, the beta started yesterday from the, the open beta. Was that yesterday? And it uh, ends tomorrow, I think. Yep. Closed beta was two days ago, open beta yesterday, and it ends on the thirty first, which is tomorrow. Yep. And then we've got month and a half until i forget how long until it comes out end of october october 24th or something like that yep and then that console release is gonna just be sitting there Mm. you're gonna think about it (laughs) so what i like about this is i I saw a lot of articles when uh the um console beta went live a, a month ago a lot of articles people saying you know what why am i going to wait for the pc version I, I this is stupid why why wouldn't i just get it on playstation or xbox it's way better yeah and now <laughs> now that it's out like there's a whole string of articles that have come out and they're like oh this poses a really bad like dilemma and i'm like well yeah it's it's infinitely better on pc yep and i don't know what gpu you guys are running on no. Do you want to talk about that, John? Do you want to tell us no, about that sweet card? I mean, that wasn't <laughs> setting up for myself. That was a setup for <laughs> well, Corey's I'll, I'll like 970? Or does he uh, have a 980? I thought he was a 980. Okay. And he said his 980 runs everything on like the highest at 60 frames. Yeah, for 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's still good, um, though. It's impressive. Yeah. Right. That's what I've... That's all I wanted to set up there was just that this game seems to be optimized really well. Yes. I mean, I know a 980 is nothing to like scoff at. That was the top of the line in the 900 it, it's, series. Other yeah, it's than still the TIs, fairly but, decent. But yeah. for a brand new game, you might not expect to be able to run, you know, right. 60 FPS, 1080 with everything maxed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's why I was just posing that out to you guys, asking what you had, if it was lower and how it was running. No, I'm, I'm doing an i7 with the 1070. So, okay. it, and yeah, I can do max settings on 1080p and it's fine. Yeah, with the uh, 1080, I can do 4K max settings, and it's fantastic. Oh, I can't really do that with a, a lot of games. But the 1080 not TI? Yeah, just flat 1080. So it kind of is like on the cusp of 4K capabilities. And John, yeah. you're just you're crushing it with 4K. I am just <laughs> wasted with my... <laughs> so after... After playing it at E3 on the 1080Ti, I was like, that's what I need. I need to play Destiny 2 <laughs> on a 1080Ti. And sure enough, as of like two weeks ago, I built a new machine and put a 1080Ti in it because I went crazy. And it is now completely wasted on my like seven-year-old Asus 1080P60 monitor. <laughs> But it sure looks good on that. The only thing that, you know, I, playing it on PC made me excited for Destiny 2 again. I got it 
when the console beta opened up, I played it, and I think I played through the story, played a couple rounds of multiplayer, and was like, yeah, okay. Like, I, it was just more kind of, it felt very same, samey. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it, and Corey agreed, like, it felt kind of slower in, in comparison to Destiny 1 in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, it just felt, I was just like, okay, this feels like more Destiny on the console. And that was also where I made the realization that loot is very important in that game. Yeah. But it's just like, right. I'm not working towards anything, really. I just get one purple item that's basically the same as all my other purple items because the beta for Destiny 2 is currently locked that you're at 200 power and all of your items are 200 and that's it. So you can change your gear a little bit to be more, uh, basically more mobile or more defense. It changes the stats around a little bit, but that's about the only customization other than your class skills mm -hmm. uh, in the beta. And they locked it down to two out of the three of the classes. Um, Is it going to launch with three subclasses? Because didn't Destiny 1 only launch with two, and uh, the third subclass came with one of the expansions, I thought? Mm, Am I yes. wrong about that? That, right, I that was the case. You're right. I forgot yeah, so I about that. Sure if, yeah, that I wasn't was sure so if long ago with it, that yeah. I forgot about that. I think it was like the first DLC that came yeah, out. It, yeah, that was when I got into one. it was the Taken King. Yep. Because yeah, everyone was looking. It's like, there's a third spot here. <laughs> so I assume another one's coming. Right. So yeah, I totally forgot that was a thing at some point. So yeah, I guess we sh I shouldn't assume that there will be three. Well, not because yet. Because shit they might just hold off on that um but yeah the, the loot thing i feel like it's hard to judge the beta because a huge chunk of it is missing right and we had some friends who were also complaining about story and it doesn't explain anything and but i'm like it's uh, it's a beta is it like is it because it's beta or is t destiny 2 going to be meant for somebody who has knowledge of destiny 1 i think that's hard to say at this point like I don't, I I think what we played is the actual intro to the game, so I don't think it it's gonna give you a whole lot more just to start with. I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I feel like it gave you enough for any story to start. Like if you played a Call of Duty yeah. game, you might open up in the middle of something crazy and not know everything. Right. So I, I feel like, like if you played Destiny open. One, yeah, if you played Destiny One, the events are a little more meaningful because they're familiar to you. You're as disagreeing, so, Nanners. Yeah, as someone that played Destiny 1, all you really need to know is the Guardians are the good guys and all the aliens are the bad guys, okay? There you go. And shooty, shooty. Yeah, yep. just, just shoot everything that isn't a Guardian. And because all of the skills and stuff are unlocked, I assume there's no, like, tooltips or things like that because you're not unlocking anything, so it's not showing anything to you. Right. It's just sort of assuming, like, it has to this beta has to be an assumption of this is going to be a lot of destiny one players and mm -hmm. they just know what's going on already really cuz are they doing the grimoire cards again this time uh, around any idea i no hope idea. not yeah i know not a lot of people like them it would be great to just have them in game if they're going to do them yeah really not through the website right <laughs> but i guess we'll see So yeah, I stinks. <laughs> it's not coming out until the end of October. Yeah, and but it, it's it worth comes the wait, out though. in like next week for consoles. So yeah, it, it's it's going to be worth the wait for the the PC uh, unless you really want it on consoles and PC. Then I mean, have fun. You know, go play it on consoles. But I do feel like as soon as PC drops, like you'd never touch console again, though. Oh yeah, yeah definitely not. I mean, I already had that problem with Xbox One and PS4. It was just like, I would like to play with like Nanners and Brady on PS4, but I've already spent so much time on the Xbox One, and then they rolled out new things. So it's like, all right, where am I going to do the new things? Probably <laughs> the console where I have the most time already. So that became a constant problem. But Nanners, how about you? What have you been up to? In uh, 
giant I, I, list as usual. Yeah, <laughs> I played every game from the last two years, you know. <laughs> um, and then some that aren't even out yet. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't think you can tell us about that. I mean, Destiny 2 beta. Destiny 2 is oh, not out oh, yet. But you're yeah. not talking about Are we sure okay. it's that under NDA? Does anyone know that Destiny 2 <laughs> no. beta? It's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. If it is, I really don't care. It's it's Destiny One with some new levels. So, let's talk it's about fine. Destiny One. This new level for Destiny One. <laughs> this new expansion for Destiny One. Yeah, pretty much. Destiny um, One Point is finally here. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't even know which of these games to talk about this week. Um, I spent a lot of time in a lot of games. Um. Near, I started playing. I'm probably going to save that until I'm done, which will probably be next week or uh, next podcast at this point. Okay, so in two weeks, you'll just be like, I can't talk about anything. You assholes need to just yeah. go play it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say already, you guys should probably go play this. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, the game actually plays really well. I was, I don't want to say surprised uh, because a few people had recommended it to me, but... I'm blown away with how good it actually feels. Are you playing PlayStation or uh, PC? I'm playing on PC, um, though I had been streaming it, and I've been playing it with a Xbox One controller. So, yeah, I thought I had heard controller is kind of the way to go for that game. Mouse and keyboard seems like a nightmare. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I guess the game I'm going to talk about is west of loathing um west of loathing is a western rpg by the makers of kingdom of loathing and it is all kinds of fantastic um kingdom of loathing is a web-based rpg and it has a really funny sense of humor at least to me a very funny sense of humor um you get classes like the pastamancer so I had like a ravioli attack that I could use. Nice. And like you, you, one of the places I remember going was like this haunted house. And one of the things that would attack you was like spoiled food in the kitchen. So like <laughs> that's the level of humor you're dealing with. Um, so going into this game, I had high expectations and they had been met and then some. Um, one of my favorite things that I found so far was instead of a graveyard, there was a Dave yard where everyone was just named Dave in it. Uh, and then when Checks I had to, yep, uh, I had to go find a character named Dave that had died. I knew right where to go. He was in the Dave yard. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that game is fantastic. The currency is meat for some reason. Why not? I don't. I I think it must have been like that in Kingdom of Loathing as well. It's just like a generic steak is kind of the currency. Um, you're trying to go west to like seek your fortune. Uh, so you get a horse and you ride out into the desert. There's all these different areas you can go to, and they're kind of like little instanced areas that are always the same. Um, some of them have random enemies spawning in, some don't, some just have like quest stuff that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's just a lot of dumb fun. Um, my horse has like googly eyes for some reason, that's the one I chose. Uh, right now I am wearing, I think just like a normal black cowboy hat, but I have a stinky pistol that does stink damage rather than normal (laughs) damage. Um, I think I'm using a skinning knife right now, which allows me to skin my prey. So like one of the the things in the world is demonic cattle. Mm -hmm. So when I kill the demon cows, I will sometimes get like these demon hides that I guess I can sell for more meat. Um... There was a a super long quest that ended up, it it seemed like it was leading to like, oh man, and then you'll find like their unclaimed treasure. And then the last part of the quest is like, nope, we took the treasure with us and we all lived great lives. Enjoy our story. And that was kind of the end of it. Uh, That was like a 15 or 20 minute thing. So I just thought that was pretty great. Uh, It is one of those games that has to be experienced um describing it probably doesn't work it's also all hand drawn and it's like stick figure art and -hmm. i think that just makes it very funny um yeah i I can't recommend that game enough i think it's like 10 bucks 
That's on Steam? Yes, that is on Steam. I don't think it's anywhere else. It might be on GOG. I could see them selling it. The uh, original game you sent me to it, that, that's a web-based one. Yes, the the original one is free to play as well. The thing is, because it is free, it is also rather slow. So loading, sometimes a battle would take like five minutes because you'd click on something and then go do something else for a while and wait till the page loaded. This, because it is all offline, is actually as quick as you'd want it to be. And that really helps. Let's go get it. So we can talk about it in a few months. How do you know how long West of Loathing is? I have no idea. Um, I think I'm like five, six hours into it. Uh, Just about five at this point. Um, I think there is a decent amount of the game to go to. I've been doing some of the side stuff just because it's so well written. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you mainline it, I think you could maybe get through it faster. The only thing is you might die faster. I don't know. Okay. So... That's usually a challenge for you, getting through the main game. Yeah. I know you're pretty stuck on that with Nier. Yeah, well, the problem with Nier is I actually lost the main quest thread, and I've spent an hour trying to find it. <laughs> is there no so, good tracker for it? There, There is, for the most part. I've never had this happen before. I finished what I thought was a main story quest and expected, like, oh, something will pop up soon. So I went and did some side stuff, and it's like, I have no idea where I'm actually supposed to go. Um, I would actually really recommend doing the main story in that game. You unlock a few abilities that save you a ton of time. So, worth it. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out at some point. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brady, what have you been up to? Playing some games. Mostly cool. uh, the usuals at this point. It's yeah. Like PUBG, um, Destiny 2, we already talked about. I put in a bunch more time on Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. since we last talked, I think. I got all four Divine Beasts, like 87 shrines, <laughs> and I think about 32 total seeds. <laughs> yep. That's how little I care about those. Only 800-some to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'm trying to finish the Terrytown quest at this point. Right. I don't know if you guys did that side quest. I did that uh, one. involves yeah. a lot of remember. wood. It's the one where you help them build an entire town kind of off. You have to find people with, that have a name with sun in it. No, oh, yeah. I have only... no idea what you're talking about, it... so I apparently never found that town. <laughs> uh... Well, you have to like help build it. Like you buy a house, and then you can start the quest oh. to make houses in a different yeah. place. Oh, I never bought okay. the house because it sounded pointless. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I have no idea what to do with the house. I have like no, some yeah, weapon they... holders or something. Spoiler: You can sleep in it too, and that's about it. Yeah. Yep. Sleeping. I know exactly what quest you're talking about. That's when I stop playing. Uh. I think I want to finish that and then probably just um, go right to the ending. I don't know if I'll do the other side quests I have. I ended up collecting out all the shrines, so that's how I finished up. I had a couple that did not work very well uh, with emulation. Wait, you're emulating? No, no, no. (laughs) So I probably will never be able to 100% them, so I have less (laughs) drive to get more. Is it... um like technic is it like uh, nothing loads in the level or is it do you have to use motion control and that doesn't jive with the emulator one is both <laughs> it's a motion <laughs> control level where none of the like floor or walls load so like i think it's literally Whoa. impossible i had a youtube video up on the on my second monitor and i was trying to like mimic the yeah actions. It, it was it was way too hard <laughs> i just gave up in frustration yeah uh, and then uh, on the you know flight to Mexico, I played some Trails of Cold Steel too. That's more of the first one, which is good. Has some extra bells and whistles. JRPG. Oh yeah, it's finest. <laughs> yep. You're playing on on the Vita. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the third one was announced for PS4 soon. It's gonna release, but in Japan. And then I think probably a year or so before it gets localized. Hmm. 
so after that you're totally gonna play persona 5 right yeah probably in between two and three i'll have some time <laughs> there you know just a free hundred hours yeah <laughs> So, I will ask Nanners and Aaron, too, how much did you play of Sonic Mania? Because um, I, I ended up picking it up, and I played, like, maybe two hours, and then oh. haven't been back to it that's, <laughs> since. That's about the same. Aaron okay. actually very nicely got it for me. So, my first Switch game was a Sega game. <laughs> perfect. <You're awesome>. So, <laughs> perfect. Um. That uh, I ended up playing that uh, before falling asleep in bed a lot too. So I actually have put several hours into it and have finished one full playthrough okay. of all of the levels. Uh, I didn't get any Chaos Emeralds, so I'm going back and trying to get <laughs> Chaos Emeralds so I can actually get the. Because spoiler alert, but this is what happens in every Sonic game. If you get to the end without the Chaos Emeralds, it basically tells you that try again. <laughs> the sorry you're not a winner ending. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm working on that. But yeah, I have played all the way through all of the uh, the levels so far. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And um, like I was never a, a, a big Sonic fan. Uh, back in the day, uh, Sonic 1 and 2 were the only ones that I liked. And both of them reached a difficulty point for me uh, where I couldn't get any further in the later yep. stages. Mm -hmm. uh, this one did not... It, it got very challenging, but it, it didn't get to that point where I was just like, this isn't fun anymore. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really well done. I'm really impressed with it. The thing I had heard about that game, and I sort of agree with the thought, is that it plays like you remember a Sonic game. Right, which because, is important. Right, because if you go back and play a Sonic game, boy, does it not play super great now. This is the theme but, of this podcast. Yeah. It's not like yeah. you remember. <laughs> you can there never you go. go home. You have, a, you have a title now, Kay. Write that down. <laughs> it's not like you remember. Don't forget it. Uh, it's just going to be flat earth that's what she's going to call it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the earth uh, is not like you remember anyway I, I feel like i should force myself to get through at least one playthrough of that um but my fear is now that i have mario and rabbit's kingdom battle that's mm. not gonna happen <laughs> that so you, you've been playing that today right I got it today. I played a little bit after work, maybe about an hour to two hours, so I'm not super deep into it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say that I didn't realize at the time when we played the E3 uh, demo was it's not ran really random with its hits. Like, you know, in XCOM, it'll be like, you have a 75% chance, but you can still miss that. Mm-hmm. It's just, if they are in full cover, you don't hit them. If they right. are in half cover, they take, it's like a 50% It's a little chance. more simplified then. It's like, like a coin flip, or they take half damage? I'm not sure. It's 50%. It, it's half damage, I think, if they're in, in partial cover, yeah. Okay, so it's half damage, and then if you loop around or get a free shot on them, it's just a, a hit every time. Right. So it sort of removes that, and I'm... It's a much different tone than like the XCOM games where you're very concerned about all of your soldiers and when they miss, it's like a huge deal because you were counting on them and it's just... But Would you say that makes it a little more fun then since it's not quite as, you know, tense? Uh, sure. You need some more time <laughs> with it before you can yeah. <laughs> make that yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it. I like that mm -hmm. the tactical RPG aspect is still fun. Yeah. Uh, I kind of understand why people would complain about the controls, and I don't think it's a controls problem. Uh, to me, when I'm you, when you run around Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, you have a little like rabbit Roomba thing that leads the party around, but. From playing every Mario game ever, my eye goes to Mario. Right. And he's not the one in the lead, so I'm constantly like running incorrectly because I'm not controlling Mario. I'm controlling the little rabbit Roomba. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's just like a weird... It's a, it's a minor thing. I mean, it's it's a minor thing, and it's a weird thing because yeah. it's just like any other game. It would just be like, okay, this is normal. This is how it works. But because it's a Mario game, and you're 
you're just trained to like oh okay follow mario around here mm-hmm. uh because the one thing i was collecting coins and i noticed like i was slightly off with it i'm like oh shit i'm not controlling mario wrong one no yeah so uh, that's the only thing I would say about the controls. Um, um, yeah, I, I played it for maybe 20 minutes earlier. And uh, the only thing that gets me on the controls is when it you know switches back to your turn and whatnot. Like, it might go back to the last character you actually just used. I haven't gotten that yeah. hang of like the order it does that. Um, and it shows you on screen like you know what to hit to, to switch to like attack or, or move and switch between characters. But I guess during during the tutorial it doesn't like point them out, so like you have to yeah. look for it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I will say I was extremely happy that the frame rate was way better than it was at E3. Like you <sighs> remember, it, it was pretty choppy at E3, and out of the box here, it, it looks great. It plays great. Well, I've only played it in handheld. I haven't put it on TV yet. So yeah, it, it's it's great on TV. Okay, That's when you good. dock it, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to play more of that. I will probably play most of it in handheld mode, but yeah, I mean, still excited to play more. It's the magic of the Switch. You yep. can do that. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2 beta, spent some time with PUBG. I think since we've talked about that, I got a chicken dinner finally. Nice. Thanks so to Brady being good oh. at the game. <laughs> I think it was me, Brady, and Brian... And, like, I had no kills. Brian had one, and Brady had all of the kills. <laughs> what That's it how for that us. game goes. Yeah. I think Aaron and I, we haven't gotten a chicken dinner yet, so we'll get no, that. I haven't. See, what I've learned is uh, the way you prevent Brady from getting all the kills is to kill him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did get his first team kill recently. Yeah. That's good. Trying to catch up to me, huh? Sorry about that. <laughs> I witnessed that one. That was fantastic. <laughs> Brady was in a firefight with another guy near a shack, and the firefight was over. Brady won. Aaron didn't know the firefight was over and came in guns blazing. Suppressing yep. fire. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he yelled America. <laughs> I should have. Uh, and last weekend, I finished up Pyre. Uh, so I will be doing a video for that soon and writing up a review that will be over on the Outer Haven at some point. So nice. Those things are incoming. Uh, I fucked up. We should have done a video for that like forever ago. I didn't realize there are multiple save slots because oh. it gets to a certain point in that game where I'm like, shit, I don't want to record anything because it's going to give away a lot of this game. And it was like, I, I need to finish before we can record a video or do anything with it. But as I finished, it just puts you right back at like, it's one of those games where when you finish it, it puts you right at the end, but like, okay, now you can replay the ending again. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what? Like, how do I replay this game again? And that's what got me looking around, and I found there are multiple save slots, and it's my own dumb fault for not noticing that. But, mm, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I really liked Fire. Uh, it is definitely not a game for everyone. It is very story heavy. You will be doing a lot of reading because the voice acting is all in a like made up language. Um, and it is a lot of the like 3v3 like tactical sport game. And if you don't like that once, then you know, there's some variations on that. It does become very tactical with different unit types and things like that. But if you don't like that core concept of that game, then you're, you're not going to, I mean, maybe if you really dig the story, you can just set it down to easy and just, you know, the AI can be really dumb sometimes, um, but it'll ramp up, but that would get you through it. Uh, the story was very good. Uh, super giant is very good at fleshing out their worlds. <laughs> yeah. And shocker, the music's really good. What? <laughs> I know, right? Would have never expected. I know. Yeah. Supergiant made a game with really good music. Weird. <laughs> so, look for that stuff coming up soon. So, moving on to news. We went long on games, probably because we haven't talked about them in a month. <laughs> yeah, well, 
that's also uh, a problem for news because there's a bunch of news from the past couple of weeks. There um, is. I, I threw a ton of stuff in here, and the non-Nintendo stuff is at the bottom. Uh, so I get, I guess I forgot that we haven't talked about the SNES Classic. I think we talked about my Walmart one being canceled. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the actual pre-order thing happened after we recorded the last... Yeah, I was on vacation too, and all I could do was just laugh about it. Because I'm like, yeah. I'm on vacation, I don't give any fucks about this right now. Same. Yeah, I was texting you, but I knew like you are just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm on the beach, I can't be bothered to care about not getting an SNES Classic right now. So, do you want to run through the whole chain of events, Aaron, since you've summarized them pretty yeah, well? I, I could do that real quick. Um... So I was actually uh, still awake when this happened, um, but uh, for some reason Best Buy and Amazon put their pre-orders live overnight. Uh, Best Buy's went up around like 1.30 in the morning, and uh, I caught it close to 2. Um, it managed to get one, supposedly. It hasn't been canceled yet or otherwise like bounced, so I've, I've got my fingers crossed I'm going to actually get to keep that pre-order. Uh, Amazon went up at like four. Like I, I went to bed after uh, Best Buy. Woke up in the morning and everybody was complaining that Amazon went up at four and nobody saw it, and that was sold out. Um, so later in the day, uh, Walmart uh, had pre-orders that went live around one. Target went up like a couple minutes after that. Both of those sold out in under under two minutes. Uh, I, I could have sworn Walmart was under one minute. Like wow. I, I I tried to get one, had it in the cart. I I couldn't even click click hit checkout. Like they were gone before that. So those immediately went. Uh, and then uh, GameStop sent out a text notification because you can sign up for those to, to people saying that their online listing was going to go live. Uh, and as soon as they did that, their website just broke. It just went down and they ended up just putting up a maintenance page uh, with a handy redirection to ThinkGeek to let you go buy crap over there <laughs> while you're waiting for their site to, to be fixed. Um, but then, uh, a little while after that, ThinkGeek actually put up a whole bunch of bundles, and if you remember with the NES Classics they got recently, they came up with these just ridiculous bundles where they just threw whatever toys and junk they could together with these bundles to make them, you know, really expensive. They just did that right out of the gate with the SNES Classic. They didn't even, like, offer it on its own at first. They just put together these pricey, terrible bundles, uh, and those, I, I, I tried to get through the ordering process on one to see if I could, and I couldn't. So those immediately went anyway. Um, and those were on GameStop or ThinkGeek? That was on ThinkGeek. Okay. Uh, GameStop was GameStop was down until like well after I got home from work. So that it was hours that it was down. Uh, but right around when the site went down and they sent out that text and whatnot, they also tweeted out that they were taking in-store pre-orders. That was about quarter after one. I hopped in my car and I drove to my, my local GameStop. I got there. At 1.25, 10 minutes later, I walk in the door, and they told me they just sold their last pre-order. I'm like, really? <laughs> so they sold minutes. all one of them? All one of them. Well, actually, when I got in there, uh, the guy at the, the the kid in front of me at the counter, was he was the one purchasing the, the last one, I guess. And he was going on about how he, he couldn't get them online, blah, blah, blah. And he walks out, and I'm just like, do you have any more pre-orders? And the uh, clerk told me she just sold the last one. I'm just, Okay, whatever. So uh, that was just a, a giant train wreck, that whole thing. Uh, and, of course, people got super pissed off about it, you know, clearly. Um, uh, all of the uh, retailers came back out and said, you know, the pre-orders are done, but we're going to have plenty on the shelves uh, on, when's it come out? The 29th, the 30th or something like that of uh, September? Um Plenty, just like they yeah. had plenty of pre-orders. So that's the thing. Nintendo's already come out and said they're going to have significant stock, quote-unquote. And, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of an indicator these pre-orders really were as to how many they're going to have on the shelves, but it's going to be nuts on on release day. Um, also, to follow up on this, uh, Amazon apparently sent some of the people that, that managed to get a pre-order through their site uh, notification saying that uh, they may miss the delivery date for that pre-order, but you're still going to get an SNES Classic, just probably not on the release date. They didn't cancel pre-orders like Walmart did, but... No, they, they'll do that later. Yeah, they'll do that later. I, I mean, uh, the, the whole thing, just just a nightmare. That whole day was just... 
one fail after another. It was it was impressive, actually. I, anyone who expected that to go any differently, I think, was fooling. Yeah, themselves. like we've been through <laughs> this already. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, part of me really, really hopes that there actually will be like significant stock of this. You, you go to the stores and they're just going to have tons of them. Enough to get through all the people who will run out and buy 20 of them, and then there's still more. Part of me wants that to happen. I know it's not. I know it's (laughs) not. But part of me really wants that to happen, so a whole bunch of people end up with 20 of them and can't sell them for a profit. I I, I want that so bad. They'd still sell them for profit somehow. Mm. The fact that the quantities are limited at all means they will be able to sell them at price at least. Yeah. So scalpers always win. Ugh, <laughs> the moral that. of that story. <laughs> the, the story went out uh, that day about people using the Tiding bot uh, still to to grab these pre-orders, which is some bot some guys develop that lets you do unattended uh, checkouts through uh, online stores. So that's how people are grabbing these like immediately. That's why they're selling out that fast. So I I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I saw someone, and it could have just been a Photoshop or a goof, but it had like twenty of them in a Best Buy cart, and it was like showed as a purchased order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are making a big deal of that. That could have been a Photoshop. I'm not sure if that was a hoax or not, but people got pissed on the, over that one, and I don't that, blame them. That would re- be a really big oops if they forgot to set the like quantities limited to one, and someone <laughs> right. bought twenty of them. Yeah. On top of this already, night already. Big nightmare. But. There were some of the sites did that, uh, like uh, Target site. Uh, I, I kept clicking, you know, add to cart because I was trying to get one to go in, and it bounced back and said that you've got the maximum in there, and like it took forever to reload the cart. So some of the sites did have a, a limit on there, but as yeah. they all should. Yeah. But. So yeah, we'll 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 see if I actually get one, or not from Best Buy. Uh, I guess the Nindies, Nintendo Indies Showcase was today. Such a bad name. It is a, it is a bad name. I like it. It's not terrible in my mm. It's the Nindies. Come on. And at least they're supporting indi- independent. They should have at least you know? ke- kept the I capitalized. Nindies. Uh, oh, I see. So did, oh, I see. Indies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, I want to sign anything off that... now. <laughs> yeah. Got a case there of the Nintendies. That... <laughs> Is there anything that stood out as really good that you're really excited about? Um, well, they did, did you... show off the next Shovel Knight uh, expansion, which will be the final one, too. It's for uh, King Knight's uh, you know, uh, campaign. So, looking forward to that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there there are some things on there that were you know there stuff that's already out. Um, apparently there's a a new version of uh, Super Meat Boy coming out that's going to have like daily challenges and some other stuff to it, so that in theory you could play it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you've highlighted Wolverblade. I was just looking up what that is. Would you like um, to know more about Wolverblade? <laughs> I saw that at, um, well, I wasn't with them at the time. Uh, Keith uh, over at the Outer Haven saw it at PAX. Um, I want to say it was a uh, 2D side-scroller of some sort. I missed it, and I missed it on the uh, the actual reel today. Um, we should actually look that up. Uh, while that's happening, I'll mention a couple of things that I did watch. <laughs> um Polybridge is going there, but, you know, Polybridge is Polybridge. People do like that. Um, Mulaka was an interesting-looking third-person action-adventure game. Okay, so the the world in this game is inspired by uh, the real Sierra Tamara. Tarahumara? I, I'm probably Which game? That. Mulaka? Uh, um, yeah, Mulaka. Um, it looks neat. It, it just looks like kind of a, uh, you know, action-adventure-y. Uh, the main character, I, I saw morph into a couple different animals. One of them was a bird, so checkmate Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> uh, so that looked neat. Um, so it's like Animorphs the game. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Yono and the Celestial Elephants was a cute-looking little uh, adventure puzzle game. It looked like it was, it was kind of 
almost like a uh, Captain Toadish kind of like puzzle game like that. And you're just you play as a cute little baby elephant. It was pretty cool. Um, Sausage Sports Club apparently is coming to the Switch. We were more excited for that title. <laughs> Where it'll probably have a like shittier frame rate, yeah. like oh, overcooked. Oh, <laughs> I hope they fix that someday. Um, and uh, Morphe's Law, I thought looked interesting. I, I remember seeing this uh, in the past, uh, being previewed somewhere. But that's the one where like you're these humanoid robots, and you it's an arena shooter. But when you shoot somebody else, where you hit them, that part of their body shrinks, and that part of where you hit them, that part of your body grows. Oh. So if you're like headshotting them, their head will shrink and your head will grow, and uh, that changes, you know, obviously the composition of your body which will allow you to get into uh, different parts of the map. Like, there might be little tunnels. If you get shrunk real, real small, you can run through those. Um, apparently, during the matches, like, each team has... It, it's red versus blue, and each team has, like, a, a mascot mannequin that grows with how much damage you do to the other team, and whoever has the largest one at the end of the round wins. So, uh, that, that looked interesting. That's, uh, that's everything I, I remember being fairly interesting from that dragon marked for death is a uh, 2d side-scrolling hack and slash from Inti creates who did um uh was it azure striker gunvolt and um they they did the the more recent Mega Man's uh nine to ten so hopefully they're go. good yeah <laughs> switch needs games i mean it does it, it's getting them, but yeah. they're they're getting their big titles. But then I feel like there's just like gaps where people are like, "All right, what's the next one? What's I need something else?" Like yeah, they, Splatoon they have... two hit, and then mm. it was like, "Okay, I played like a couple weeks of Splatoon. I need something else." And also, Splatoon isn't a game that like you know once you finish the single player mode, there's not a ton left to it. Yeah, you just do the multiplayer. Um... Well, that's why they keep having the Splatfests and whatnot and try to keep you coming back, you know, give you something to do. Uh, there are, you know, weekly releases on the eShop of uh, smaller indie titles and, like, Neo Geo games, but, yeah, they don't get a whole lot of publicity and they're not, I mean, they're not really what you're talking about, you know, to tie no, people over between no, large releases. No. I know they're there because I keep pulling up the shop and looking and I'm just like, I don't want to play a Neo Geo game. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Nintendo is also shutting down the Miiverse because, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's going to affect a whole bunch of games, and uh, it's interesting. Um, I, I think most interesting for, like, uh, Super Mario Maker because th that's a, a big part of that game is, like, being able to uh, leave comments on courses and uh, post stuff like that, and that's just going to be gone. Yeah. Like, every game where they had that, where, like, a little speech bubble would pop up with the drawing or whatever, that's just going to be gone now. So, so goodbye to Meverse. Yeah. Mario Maker will still be good. Yeah. Uh, there was an ending to Half Life Three. Mm, or Half Life Two, Episode Three. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys get a chance to read that? No, I didn't end up reading. I read it, yet. it but like I, I haven't played through Half Life Two, so it it didn't really have a. a the huge impact for me but apparently for a lot of people at least this was some form of closure since episode three never got made and then of course half-life three is never going to happen but yeah i, I guess uh mark laidlaw was the um was a writer who came up i, I guess at least with the uh, the basic story from the first game um and uh he made a post he made a blog post uh, where the names were changed, but it also got posted to Pastebin with the, the proper names from uh, the Half-Life series. And it basically just outlined what the uh, the plot of Half-Life 2 Episode 3 probably would have been, or at least what a possible plot for it would have been, and how that would have gone down. Uh, so that's at least interesting. Um, a lot of people out there, that reactions were, you know, between, like, relieved or, you know, finally I can stop worrying about this, to, of, of course, angry. Because the internet likes to get angry at everything. Right. No. <laughs> I didn't actually understand what was happening when, when that Half-Life stuff came out. Like, 
some people linked things and and like I was like, what is this and and like I don't know. The whole situation I did not think was very clear. Yeah, it's, it was just a uh, a hint at what the game could have yeah. been. Yeah, or yeah. like I don't know. At first, it was almost came out like, "Is this a fanfic? Like what?" Well, he said he did writing it. It was even like kind of writing a fanfic, yeah. but yeah. Um. Feel free to pick whatever you want to talk about if you do from any of the rest of these. Yeah, I've only I've heard rumblings about the YouTube demonetization. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tried to game gaming and I think wrestling got hit hard with it too. It was yeah. considered not family friendly content, so a lot of wrestling YouTube channels, which is something um, near and dear to Battle Fuchsia's heart. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a, a problem for wrestling in the past, like in years past, like having trouble with advertisers? Yeah, there's a reason WWE is TV PG now, <laughs> and it's because they have their big deal with Mattel to make all the action figures, so uh. to get the kids to watch, and yeah. Yeah. Um. The YouTube thing, as far as I understand it, uh, this has been going on since at least, uh, I guess, April uh, is when they started doing like their big purge to try to demonetize videos that uh, are not advertiser friendly, which I guess started as backlash from people realizing that ads were running on the front of uh, racist and hate speech videos (laughs) because... The old algorithm didn't care. It just, you know, slapped ads on whatever. Yeah. The options were, do you want ads or do you want to monetize this video? And if we don't match it with anything, then sure, you're good. Yeah. Um, so it, however they've been, uh, you know, adjusting the algorithms, uh, I guess the newest round of it has been recent. And that's been going after, you know, the wrestling and the uh, the gaming videos. And the, the whole problem is the criteria for it's unclear. Nobody knows what's actually yeah it's... you know not allowed what's what's considered bad um so saying fuck a lot means you probably can't monetize anymore yeah. mm. right uh some people said it looked like maybe uh games that were at least rated t if you if your video was about that then you're probably mm-hmm. going to get demonetized but wow. it's not consistent so it it's tough to tell um so yeah there's been a lot of talk about YouTube being a continuing to be a viable platform for gaming channels and personalities who want to talk about games or or do gaming related content. And where do you go from there if you're going to leave YouTube? So I I mean I think there's an interesting discussion to be had that we're way over on time, so we're not going to have it right now. No, but uh, just YouTube ads in general, I feel like no one. Or I feel like at least around the gaming channels and things like that, it hasn't been a, it's been helpful, but it hasn't been a crutch for a lot of those channels now. I feel like Patreon has become more of a way that once you gain a following, you yeah. then get a subscri- like an ongoing subscription. And mm-hmm. you know then it's just like, hey, I'm not gonna throw ads at you to get money. It's just, if you like this content, I'll give you more content if you, give you know so much money and if you give even more you'll get more content and i think that's a really smart way to do it yeah because like if you're hungry for you know someone's content then and you want to see more of it then throw more money at them that gives them more money and they can do it and deliver it directly to you yeah yeah but the youtube ads might have been the stepping stone between those two yeah absolutely uh, I think it was a middle ground for a long time, and Patreon has sort of stepped up and taken that over. Uh, Rooster Teeth was one of the first companies I can remember, like way back, Red vs. Blue Season 1. If you were a subscriber, you got high-quality versions of the downloads. Oh. And like that was... And that was a I big think, deal back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think they went up like a day early or something like that. But they were the first company I remember, the first one that I really got involved with that I saw 
that subscriber model and it just made sense mm -hmm. i think and now there are companies who have like their premium subscriptions on their site other more independent people are just going through patreon um and i just had the discussion that i don't said we weren't gonna have but anyway <laughs> good talk <laughs> yep it, it could go deeper but yeah i i am a fan of that model more than youtube ads personally mm -hmm. Um, and I am tempted to go back and just strip YouTube ads off most of our videos because they haven't been removed already. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nanners, did you want to talk about this one at all? Or do you know Vive trying to sell or HTC is trying to sell Vive? Yeah, there's been a rumor going around a while that HTC, which is really hurting for cash in a lot of ways, um, has been trying to unload the Vive division. Um, there has been rumored interest from Google. Um, unfortunately, there's also been some rumored interest from Palmer Lucky. Um, given <laughs> his funny. political stuff, I'm not thrilled by that idea. Um, so I'm kind of hoping Google buys it. Because <laughs> Google actually bought up um, a bunch of small VR producers, so it would be neat. It would get them really far along, too, which Google's, Google has a record of doing some dumb shit in the past. So, you know, actually reaching a goal by buying something would be kind of nice for once. They d don't be evil. They're not <laughs> evil. They said they that's, said not to be. That's it, not their slogan yeah. anymore, though, is it? I thought they... <laughs> thought they got rid of that. Did they abandon that? I think so. Oh, I think it's oh no. Gmail is never out of beta. I think that's their slogan. <laughs> you will never um, fill your mailbox. I've uh, been out of the loop with them for a while. Uh, is Glass pretty much dead? That was their AR thing, right? Um, it had gotten like a redesign at some point. It still like exists out there, but no one really talks about that. They actually just killed Project Tango recently which is like their new AR thing where you had like two cameras and a phone and it seemed really neat. So, mm. and they just released a new AR thing to compete with apples. So who knows what the fuck they're doing. And isn't Microsoft throwing their hat in the VR game now too? Didn't I, I see some headsets from them? Uh, they're not doing hardware, um, Asus and HPR, but okay. they're doing software. Oh yeah. So, ah, so the normal Microsoft route. <laughs> exactly. So not a terrible idea. We'll see. All right. I'm going to say we end it there. That works. Sounds good. So we've been Bottled Fuchsia. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bottled Fuchsia cast. You can find all of our content at bottledfuchsia.com, streams at twitch.tv slash bottledfuchsia, and mixer.com slash bottledfuchsia. I think Twitch is down today or was having problems. So I heard about that, that yeah. yeah. Get, get on that, Mixer. And then, yeah, people leaving YouTube, come on, Twitch, Mixer. Can you can we put videos there? Maybe we can. I don't know. Ugh. My assumption is that one of those two will end up taking over the, if the YouTube stuff doesn't change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they've already got an established game base. So, But for now, you can find videos and archives of the streams at YouTube.com slash Bottled Fuchsia. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at Bottled Fuchsia. I'm going to shill it either way. So whatever, <laughs> after I bash them forever. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you in two weeks. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.